You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Ask the Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you struggling to get media exposure and think it is impossible for your business? Or maybe you want a clear step-by-step blueprint and action plan on what you need to do to cut through the noise and finally get media coverage for your business. Well, if you answered yes, you are in the right place. And this is episode one of a very special three-part series where we'll be featuring our guest expert, Monica Davies. And today she's going to be sharing how to get publicity for your business. Then in episode two, come back because Monica is going to show us how we can present ourselves better in any situation involving the media. So very important. And then in episode three, she'll be coming back and sharing how we can leverage publicity that we do get through the media to build our credibility as an expert in our field. This is so very important, particularly now that there's so many other people entering our industry and our market. But look, before we dive into today's topic, I want to introduce Monica to you. Now, Monica Davies, she is a Forbes contributor and she's also a best-selling author. She herself is an authority in her industry and she's amassed almost two decades of media experience. So you know what? We are extremely fortunate to have her share her expertise in this very special series. Now, Monica, she's also a magazine publisher and award-winning television producer and a host with a clear understanding of how shows are developed what show hosts and reporters look for in their guests, as well as what makes an interesting show. She's also been a guest on talk and news shows. Her expertise spans both sides of the media. One side as a producer, a host and a publisher, and the other side as a source and subject matter expert. And today we get to hear her share her expertise, specifically common mistakes that businesses make and why we're not getting media exposure. We wanna know why we're not doing that. Well, she's also going to talk about how to pitch your idea to get the press to notice you, as well as how to design an effective PR program that can generate year round publicity for our business. And so much more welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you, Anne Mimi. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you uh, to talk a little bit about the media and how it works and and hopefully provide some great insights and some advice. There are so many business owners who have got great stories to share, yet unfortunately the way that they're positioning their pitch and, and their information is just not cutting through the noise and their ideal clients are not hearing their story. So it's great that you're going to be here sharing today about how we should be creating or writing our pitches so that we can get publicity. But let's talk about some of the common mistakes. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know and we're doing something something that actually is getting us, you know, not invited to speak on, on radio, on TV and in the media. So what are some of the common mistakes you see people making? The top common mistakes that I realize and that I notice that people are making is that they are contacting the wrong media outlets. You know, if you want to have success with getting publicity, you have to be targeted in your approach by contacting the right media that covers your industry. And so oftentimes people will use the what I call the spray and pray method, 
where they will send the same pitch or story idea to as many journalists as they can in, you know, in, in the, the attempt to get a media interview, or at least get one interview out of it. But essentially what you're doing is you're spamming the journalists. And so I would not recommend that approach because you need to have your pitch to be, it should be aligned with what that journalist covers within their area of expertise. And second, often uh, what entrepreneurs pitch is not newsworthy or relevant. Journalists are looking for story ideas that tie into what their audience is experiencing at the moment. That shows that you have done your homework and that you understand their audience. And third, many business owners want to start at the top by getting interviews with you know, some of the top national shows, the media outlets, let's say for example, like the uh, Today Show. But unless you've had experience in doing media interviews with some of the smaller media outlets, your chances of getting on the national stage is next to zero. I mean, you, you have to work your way up uh, to that point. And by the time you get to that point, you will be well-polished and confident in your delivery and your presentation of your message. So I always encourage people who are looking to get media uh, exposure, especially if they're starting out new, to always start small, you know, start locally. So, and then move up towards the, the national stage or approach national media outlets, because then you, you are really building some great experience and you're building some great relationships in the meantime. So last but not least, many business owners don't respond correctly to media requests. If a journalist puts out a request for a certain type of guest, you should respond only if you know that you fit that particular request. And I can't tell you um, how often I get responses from people who don't address the issue that I'm asking about or that I'm requesting uh, within that media request. So I, I will put out a request for a certain type of guest. And in return, I get some of the strangest uh, responses from people. And so journalists and reporters are very busy people. And if you don't give them what they're asking for, they will move on to the next person. And you may have a perfectly good story that fits, but if it doesn't come across very well to them in the response, you won't be considered for an interview. Those are all key points I think that we need to be aware of. And as you're sharing each and every one of them, I really get a sense that there has to be intention, has to be purpose. And because of that, we're building a relationship with the journalist. And I've heard it said before, and I'd love for you to give some feedback on this, is that it is a small world, even though there may be journalists across the country, across the world, in fact, that it is a very small world. And, and if you tarnish your reputation by sending incorrect information, you don't deliver the value that you promised, then that is going to get around. And if you become someone as an expert or known as someone as an expert with a journalist, they'll often ask each other, oh, do you know someone who's an expert in X, Y, and Z? And if you've consistently delivered value, your name may be the one that one journalist refers to another. Is that how it occurs? Absolutely. You're correct. Definitely, you know, it, it is a very small world and they do talk to each other. And even I often contact uh, sometimes media outlets to find out if they know a particular guest, especially if that guest is an influencer. And so if they've interviewed them, I like to get some information about who this person is and, and how well they come across, or even if they're not an influencer. But the key is, yes, it does, the word does travel quickly. Yeah. So you, you have to be very intentional in your approach and how you approach the media and, and make sure that you are always 
when you decide you want to approach a journalist or a reporter, that your intent is to provide information and educate, not to sell your services or your products. I know for many of us as business owners, we're passionate about the message that we sh we're sharing, the products that we're developing, and obviously offering our ideal clients because we know it's going to make an impact. But winning an award or some new innovation, unless we can give a story around what's happening in the news already, or some real value that is going to be a solution to a real ongoing problem, then a journalist, as you say, is not going to care. So let's talk about what are some of the things that we do need to do when it comes to our pitch so that when we do share that to the press, it really does get noticed. What are some of the things we need to know? A very important part of pitching the media is getting them to open your pitch. So in order to do that, you have to have an attention-grabbing subject line. I'll give you a good example. When you read an article on someone's blog, you generally make a decision to read it based on the title and the fact that it may provide you with information to help you learn something new or achieve something specific. And if the title speaks to you, you click on it. So when pitching the media, your title has to grab their attention, but it also should give them an indication of what will follow in the pitch. Second, you should also get to the point when you're pitching the media. Journalists don't have the time to read five or six paragraphs before they can figure out what it is that you have to offer them. So make sure that you make it quick and, and, and include bullet points as well. That's something that a lot of people fail to do is, is to include bullet points. Bullet points help you to scan very quickly. You need to tell them who you are, what you do, and why anyone should care in a few short sentences. You're pitching them on a story idea, not your entire story. And so it should be a very short story idea that you pitch. Don't pitch your company or your service or your product. It's similar to doing an elevator pitch, let's say, for example. When you're networking at an event, you tell a person that you meet what you do and how you impact people. But you do it in such a way that it gets them interested in asking you for more information. You don't give them your life story all at once. So you want to give them just enough information to say that I need to get more information from this person. I need to learn more about this person and their story. It seems very interesting. So you basically want to intrigue them to, to want to ask you for more information. And third, make sure you choose the right media outlet to pitch and try to offer an idea or a slant that hasn't been offered before. The reason why I think many people don't get interviews or get interview opportunities is because they pitch similar ideas that other people are pitching. You need to become familiar with what stories they publish and they meaning the journalists or what topics they focus on and offer something that is different in relation to those topics. So think about an exclusive story that you can offer them. Do you have an exclusive story? So those are some of the things that you really need to learn and practice when you're pitching the media. Something that I've often heard is a no-no, you, you talked about headlines and articles and, and we've started to see a few business owners do this, it's the click and bait. And I'd imagine that as you are writing a really powerful headline in your pitch, it has to be validated in the content that you share. So in other words, having a great headline and then the content that you share, if that's not relevant to the headline, that could also have have you be violent in the round bin, so to speak. Have you also seen that, that happening where the headline has kind of been clickbait and the rest of the content in the pitch has had no value or relevance whatsoever? 
Absolutely. And I can tell you that some of the, the pitches that I've received, I, I, I don't know where they come from or how they even come up with some of these pitches. Uh, but it, it's interesting because you really get to see some, some strange things that people send through. But yes, you are correct in that they'll have a, a, a great subject line. But when you open it, it's like you're reading through a, a bunch of weeds in, in the yard where you have to find your way through this needle or this haystack in order to get the information that you need or that you requested. So I don't understand what it is that people uh, are missing, for example, when they are responding, let's say, to a media request. When you're responding to a media request, not only should your subject line be relevant, but your content in the email should be relevant. Mm. And yes, I have definitely seen and have experienced receiving those kinds of uh, pitches from people who will say one thing in the subject line and you get something else in the body. And that's certainly not building a relationship, a solid relationship with that journalist. Let's talk a little bit about one of the key points you mentioned. I think this is so valid and so important, yet not many business owners are aware of. And you were talking about choosing the right media outlet. We want to make sure that there's exclusive content that we're adding to the conversation. What are we doing differently? Are we disrupting a specific industry with uh, the solution we offer? And how's that impacting people? But when we think about different media outlets, I mean, obviously we have television, we have radio, we have print, but are there differences and are there similarities? Well, let's, let's talk about the differences. If we are pitching to a TV uh, studio versus a radio studio, what are some of the things we need to be aware of in our pitch? I think the relevance comes in uh, more so with the, the topic or the subject matter that they uh, talk about or that they are uh, focusing on within that show, whether it's a show or a television show or a radio show or even a magazine. When it comes to being relevant, that particular media outlet to see or to learn what it is, what topics do they focus on and whether or not what it is that you have to offer or, or the, the, the industry that you're in is relevant to what they're focusing on. So that's where the relevance comes in because I mean, you can have a television show or, or uh, approach a radio show or a magazine and they can all be focusing on something similar to what you're doing in, in, your, in your business. So it's about being relevant in terms of the content, the area of focus that they have and that you have to make sure that there's a tie-in, that it's aligned. Yes, I love that. And I think, you know, sometimes we don't do enough research. And as you say, research each individual media station, get to know some of the key hosts that are on the show, some of the key journalists and some of the stories. And you may be able to bounce off a, a topic that they're talking about and be able to give another angle to that storyline. Some people go into analysis paralysis. Do you have a kind of a time frame if they have and follow maybe a couple of weeks worth of shows, is there a guideline that you can provide on how much information we should have before we start to pitch? I'll use the example of, let's say, a reporter or a journalist who may not only have a show uh, or they may be a newscaster. So they may not only have a show that they produce or that they, they, they host, but they may also write some blog articles. Uh, so the thing that you want to do is to check out that particular uh, media person. Do they write articles, uh, not only the show, but also do they write articles and look at the topics that they cover and how they actually speak in their articles. Because the one thing that you do want to do is to really look at how they present their, their information in the articles, because then that gives you sort of an edge, an opportunity to present what you have to offer sort of in the same tone that they are speaking in. 
you could really get a decent idea what they speak about or, or what their subject matters are. I would say maybe one or two weeks just kind of reviewing some of the content that they have and, and how they present that content so that you can sort of align your business and your, and your approach with what it is that they cover and the way that they cover it. Great, great points there. And I think so often we don't uh, see the incredible value in being able to see or read the voice where that particular journalist or host is contributing to by reading, by looking, by looking on even social media as well. You can really get a, a good sense of that person and be able to incorporate that into your pitch, which as we know, it's all about relationship building. And I know yeah. as, as, as you being the magazine you know, producer and you've been on various talk shows as well and an award-winning television producer, you are always looking for great topics. So if, if we as businesses have found out the type of topics that you like and stories that you like to share, provide great valuable information, there's some key bullet points which we know are going to stand out, we really make your job so much easier, don't we? When we present it in a way that we know is going to add value and it's an easy yes for you to get in contact with us. Is that often what happens with the busy TV producers and so on? Absolutely. And I can tell you, they truly appreciate it. It just makes their job much easier and they don't have to do as much research on you to find out about you and what your topic or subject matter is and, and really what it is that you have to offer. So by really studying them and providing them with additional information about you and who you are and how you can help them do their job better, that is amazing. And that is what is called building relationships. So true. And I know in the second episode and then the third episode, you're going to dive into once we do build that relationship with them and come on their show or be interviewed by them, how we continue to add value to that. Very important. But let's talk about how to design an effective PR program that can generate us year round publicity for our business. Because I'm sure once we have all of the right steps in place and we consistently sending out pitches and press releases that is getting us attention, it means for that 12 months, we are out there really sharing our message and building huge influence. So what are the, some of the things we need to know to create an effective PR program? Sure, a PR or publicity campaign is really a well thought out plan for attracting mass media exposure so that your story gets in front of the public. And so an effective plan requires you to create a plan or a calendar of publicity activities or events you intend to implement over a specific period of time, whether it's six months or a year or however long that you want. And so those activities should be focused on getting you in front of your audience, whether that's getting more interviews or leveraging the interviews that you've already done or using your publicity to connect with influencers in your field who can help you get in front of their audience. So there's a lot of different things that you can do when you're putting together a, a publicity campaign. And so I think the reason why many people don't succeed is because they don't have a step-by-step -step plan and their expectations are too high. Many times people will become quickly disappointed because they didn't achieve the, the uh, results that they expected to get. So one of the most important key elements about creating and implementing a publicity campaign is setting reasonable expectations. Number one, understanding that publicity takes time and it doesn't happen overnight. And I, I, I know there are lots of people who just want to jump out there and, and start getting media exposure. But again, it, it really is about building relationships as well. So when I first started years ago, I could not afford a publicist to pay a publicist every month. So I had to do my homework. 
And I knocked on several doors so that I could really understand how publicity worked. But once I got those first few interviews, it became a snowball effect. And I created a plan that I consistently implemented and it brought huge results. And number two, don't expect to get an interview on the Today Show right away or some other national show or even with a national magazine because you have to work your way up, as I mentioned earlier. These larger media outlets are inundated with thousands of calls or emails every week, and in some cases daily. You have to start small and work your way up. And so a few things that a publicity campaign should include, for example, the type of media that you want to approach. You need to have a list of media outlets that match or are aligned with your business profile and your industry. You also need to have concise messages that you want to deliver to your audience. You need to deliver the right message to the right audience, otherwise you won't connect with them. You also need to create story ideas to pitch to the media. And those story ideas, again, need to be aligned with what that media outlet or those outlets cover or what they focus on. And you also need to have an impactful bio that stands out. One that lets journalists know that they should see you as an expert in your field. Also, I'll give you another point. Always have supporting materials available upon request, such as product photos, product samples, or product reviews. You want to have everything handy and ready to go when, when the media contacts you. And last but not least, you should have a plan for how often you intend to seek media exposure. That's important when you're developing a publicity campaign. So just as you would do with any other type of marketing, you need to be consistent. Yes, so true. I love the way that you've also reminded us that we need to have the supporting documentation there. And I'd imagine that, you know, the shots there of our products, maybe even if we're a coach, so we're a service-based professional or a, a consultant, maybe some video footage, and that's going to be really handy for television, who very much is more visual than, say, a radio, which is a, a more audio. And having a portfolio there ready to go, because it's one of those things, we don't know what we don't know. We now that you've informed us, we can ensure that that's all ready before we start to make our pitches to the press. It's something that else that you mentioned too, and I'd love for you to, to share a little bit more about this. You said you started off and you did your research and then you started off with less high profile interviews. Tell me, and I've heard this and I'd love your feedback on it too, that even some of the local newspapers and local media, some of the journalists for some of the, the top shows, they will research to see what conversations are going on in the local community and the local press. And if there's a story that they see or, or hear that's relevant to their audience, they'll reach out to you because of the press re releases and because of the content and, and media coverage that you're already getting. Is that correct? Absolutely, that is correct because oftentimes just, you know, with even with the, the, the national uh, level uh, media outlets and the local media outlets, they will check you out first to see what it is that you've done. And if they have a specific story in mind and, and then they decide to go out and look for people who might be able to provide them with some insight and, and, and advice on their particular topic on a show, they will seek you out. Definitely, they will seek you. And I've had, con I've had uh, media to contact me as well, and local media, local television shows, local news shows have contacted me. So when I first started out, 
when I was doing my homework and, and, and contacting the, the various uh, journalists and reporters really to understand how could I get publicity for my business. And so I, I learned so much from them and I put that into practice. But one thing I did learn from them was that you need to make sure that again, that you're focused on what we are focused on, that you're not coming to us and asking us to, to, to give you some, some airtime or some media time and you're not aligned with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So yes, they will definitely look out, look to see what you've covered and see, and, and, and basically look at your experience as well. And this is what I like to tell people, and it, it, it really is very helpful to them, is because when you start small, and, and a lot of people think that, it, oh, if it's a local show or a local newspaper, how is that going to benefit me? How am I going to convert that into profits or, or sales? Well, believe me, a lot of what I've done to get to where I am today was based on just simply approaching local media. That's how I got my television show started. I didn't have national attention at that time. I didn't have national publicity at that time. I solely focused on getting local media, uh, newspapers, uh, radio, and television, and that in itself turned into a major award-winning television show. So it is possible. Yeah, amazing. And I know in uh, episode three of this podcast series, you're going to talk about how we can leverage all of that publicity. And as you said, what a great success story, starting off locally, building that portfolio, building your credibility as that expert. And that certainly led to ongoing visibility, clients, and obviously the the national award-winning show. And, and we can achieve that too, if we follow the principles. And I know in the next episode, once we get an opportunity to speak or to talk on a show, there are some things that we need to do and not do so that when we present ourselves, we're going to speak in the best possible way to build that credibility. So we certainly invite people to come back. You've also got some other great resources and tools that you put together as well as this full series that people can access. Let me share that link with everyone so that they can rush across there and get access to that. So it's at www.exceptionalmediacoaching.com forward slash podcast series. Exceptionalmediacoaching.com forward slash podcast series. Go there, get access to all the podcast episodes, plus of course, all of the other resources and tools that you'll be sharing. Monica, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I believe that people, once they understand the things that they should avoid, the things that they need to put into place, have a solid intentional plan of the type of media you're going to approach. You've done your homework to make sure that you know exactly what sort of stories they share, what angle you're going to deliver for them and the value of content that you bring to their audience, that that will consistently position you as an expert and someone who's valuable to come on their show. So thanks once again for sharing your expertise. Well, thank you. And it's been my pleasure as well. And I want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share a few golden nuggets about getting publicity. So thank you. You've been listening to Ask the Expert podcast. Are you an expert with a message to share with other ambitious entrepreneurs? To be considered for one of our featured guest spots on an upcoming expert podcast series, go to asktheexpertpodcast.com.